the hypercast is now live it's been a while hello everyone it's been a, it's been a long while yeah uh, we've been on hiatus for a little bit a lot has changed uh so where should we start where should we start um let's talk about the studio change i guess that's the most simple to go over so for starters we moved around the studio twice and the first reason was because we wanted to have a more camera friendly setup. So we lined the chairs against the wall in the corner. Uh, we'll put a picture of that on social media for you guys to look at if you want to see what that's like. Our pain and suffering. It, 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 it was kind of strange because we had no way uh, for the the microphones to be in our face because yeah. we don't have mic stands. Well, we have one and the rest are just mic arms that connect to the table. So. Not much help there. So that, that, that didn't work. And we moved around the stuff again. This time, the table is in the middle of the room and we're lined up like we're having some sort of holy congregation. But there's just metal microphones and arms everywhere. Yeah. And the computer's lined up. Nathaniel is here again. And he... <laughs> yeah, uh, He's in the know. closet. He isn't coming out. He, uh, we were going to avoid closet jokes, okay? So, never so we, I, I came up with the name for this setup. It's called uh, Studio Closet Mode, which in itself is weird. <laughs> and Nathaniel is standing in the closet <laughs> with the camera because that is, at that distance we can get all of ourselves uh, in the frame. So yeah, and we hope for this video to go to YouTube because this is our first time uh, put, putting something to the internet uh, or. Video wise, so internet, video wise, onto that platform. So yeah, I, I apologize if uh, I'm a little unclear at some points. So he sounds okay. excited. I, I'm well. What do you want me to sound like? You sound depressed? like you're depressed. Yeah. Well, we are going to be talking about our problems, but that's getting into the I next segment. Perfect segue, Charles. You get an A plus for that. Uh, so that leads us to the next change. The next change is. Uh, we're going to be starting a sort of a sub-series called Let's Solve a Problem. One of the biggest problems I've detected with our podcast is it doesn't have a clear focus or mission. And I think every podcast that I listen to so far so far has that. Uh, take, for example, Reply All is to look into like uh, the internet and like the things people see on the internet. Like, it's what people think. Uh, what else? What else? I listen to um, Startup which talks about um, starting a business. Uh, couples Therapy, you may know by Casey Neistat, which specifically talks about their marriage and just the really messed up things they go through, but the, the things they work through and they're, 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 they're sort of like therapy. It's like talking this out with each other, the problems and coming out of stuff. So each one of these is attacking a certain like focus and like sticking to it. So that's what I want to do for this podcast. and. I don't know if solving problems is fit for us, but I mean, we, we're solving nothing in this in this way. Well, we, we're we talking about our problems, but we're not solving the problem. And our purpose isn't to solve. It's a to problem, help other people say. with the it, problem. Yes, and that's kind. Of, well, it, we're also we're also helping, but we're bringing to light, and we're we want to share our own experiences to those like who may be going through similar things. That's kind of like the goal of let's solve a problem. So for the first one, we're going to be talking about mine. Um, yeah, I'm not too used to being so personal with the internet like this, but it's 2019. We got to start somewhere. 
And what I will be covering is uh, let me pull up my notes real quick because you know I'm always unprepared. Wait, you guys Ooh. left me sticky notes? Did I ever get to these? No. No, I think those are. Oh. Those are what we reviewed. I think. Oh, yeah. That's that's my horrible handwriting right there. Your your handwriting's like. It's like good chicken scratch, if I could. Because I can read it, but it's still chicken scratch. (laughs) I've over years. I don't know. Hold hold it to the camera or something. I don't know. Hand it to the camera, man. (laughs) And, like, uh, you can tell by the viewfinder if they can see it or not. Uh, Nah, move it a little farther away. Uh, Am I hearing that? It looks like hieroglyphs. Hieroglyphs? Well, that's what you get. That fun. So, uh, it was supposed to be about my social media addiction. And it kind of like skewed into like um, being more about my self-confidence and giving attention to myself when I needed it most. And uh, that's kind of like the highlight for it. So, before we dive in... Brandon, would you like to enlighten us with some interesting facts? All right. So the first fact of the week, let's just go with that now. Yeah. Um, Penguins used to be six feet tall and 200 pounds, according to Nature Communications in a 2017 report. So they used to be me. I guess. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> just the pencast. Just what? imagine like an intimidating penguin, like in a tuxedo suit. Dang, club, like club, penguin have been di- club penguin would have been different then. Angrily squawks at a microphone. <laughs> now this is why the ocean levels are rising. <laughs> It's because there's not enough carbon dioxide. Oh, man. Do you think the penguins, like, can feel that it's getting warmer? Maybe. If they're impending doom. You know, we need to take the podcast to, like, Antarctica one of these days. Is that the right continent? Antarctica? Antarctica is by the bottom. That's where the penguins are, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Um, Yeah, I just want to interview a penguin. Like, ask them, like, do you feel it getting warmer? I'm being dead serious right now. I'm done. Probably kill I'm done with you. It's a high budget trip, but you know. Yeah, uh, but we're having we're already having enough budget issues. Uh I'm sorry. Didn't we just plug those holes? Oh god, that's a horrible window window. But we just plug those Xavier Quiet. You uh, I Xavier wrote, I wrote, Quiet. I wrote uh schedule in Excel. It's fine. We'll we'll figure it out later. Okay, so what's our next interesting fact? The next fact is Antarctica is considered the world's largest desert. Since it receives less than ten inches of annual rainfall, that's how you classify a desert. Yeah. Yep. So California, based on rainfall. Yeah. So California. California's a desert. Have you seen the rainfall in California? I live in Michigan. It it doesn't rain much in California. You see how many fires they had? Well, because it's so dry. Yeah. Jeez, I feel like you could walk outside with a match and you, you. Everything is on fire at that point. Your house, your wife, your kids, your car. Charles. What the heck? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, don't You missed me. Charles, if you ever ever uh Re- reproduce meet, meet, meet your soulmate. No, no. 
it's lucky if you even get the chance to pass on your genes. But if you ever get the chance to like meet a soulmate who like shares these views, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, 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 I feel like I'm gonna have to make my grave and die early. Like uh, I just don't want to see that. Where I don't even want to see your children. I'm sorry. Wow. Like, we're, we're still friends. What happens, my, what happens if my kids are adorable and sweet? Wait, do you remember when we were kids? When I was, uh, well, when we were in middle school, and I would always tell you, I don't want my kids anywhere near you. Yeah. <laughs> This was in middle school. I was telling you that, man. That says, that says a lot. That says a lot. Uh, I won't be. I, I'm actually good with kids. Surprisingly, I work with kids a lot in my job, so I'm very good with kids, actually. Yeah, that's what the last sociopath said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. So let's get serious. Let's solve a problem. Problem oh. one. My uh, self-image, so we'll call it that. So, to start off, and yes, I'm going to be looking at the notebook. I'm sorry, camera. But we're, we're getting used to this. Uh, how did it affect me? My self-image and my confidence was poor, and it made me really, really uh, bitter. Like, if you notice, like, I always have, like, kind of a emotionless sort of vibe around me. Like, and I'm kind of, like... Just like very, uh, what would you call it? Dead inside. What would you call it, Brandon? Uh, am I aggressive? You're not aggressive. You just like have a blank slate. You feel like you're void of person. You feel like you're My void of person. My sister said I might have this one disorder where it's hard to feel emotion. You're void it's of personality. Of... I fake most of my emotions, so I understand you're void of emotion probably. I don't, and I also have a hard time. Well, I don't. I have a hard time expressing emotions. Yeah, like uh, actually... when I got my car, like my. Everyone found it weird that I wasn't like excited. Like, yeah, I mean, I got it. I'm happy for it. I'm grateful, but like, yeah, that's what my I'm problem was. I've, I've had that like, problem since I was a child. I literally had problems showing excitement. I, I used to be like this. Like, video games would hype me up all the time. You guys remember that? Like, yeah, I would I know. get super hyped. Yeah, I remember saying calm. I remember telling you to calm down. I remember telling. I remember in middle school telling you to calm down because you're too excited. Because Whatever. I just couldn't get excited like that. I was even middle school time. I was getting excited. Yeah, I could see that. You seen that? You seen me? How I was. Uh, so not only did it make me bitter, it made me, um, I was never happy with, uh, I was very attention seeking. How, let's put it that way. You wanted, um, yeah. And it caused me to spiral down into like a uh, cause and effect. I would, uh, I didn't pay any attention to myself, like what I was feeling. I was always focusing on what others were feeling and looking out for them. And I wasn't putting myself first and this caused me to, uh, it caused me to feel nothing for myself. Yep. I wasn't sympathizing for myself and it would cause me to uh, be very negative to others uh, sometimes. Like if you caught me on the wrong day, I was, I would lash, I probably lash out. Uh, well, not lash out. I don't express emotion in that degree. I, I just, I would seem disinterested or irritated. And it, I would try to cover that. And this was mostly the family members. And I, I hated that. You attacked that. who you were close to you. I, I hated that so much. Like, they, they didn't deserve that, and I didn't want to be that way. In your, 
I just I just hated being like that. In your mind, the reason why you probably text family members because you know if you you text family, your family members will still love you. And but if you text your friends, they wouldn't love you. You know that. That's why you're scared to text your friend. It, it, that's yeah. why you text your family because you know they will love you either I'm way. I'm more concerned about how I look to them, but for my yeah. family, like I see you, them, you knew they I still love you like, no matter what. They're always they're always in my business. They're always saying uh, say hi and all that stuff. And I don't know. I, I just found that stuff like annoying at the time. I don't yeah. I, I don't understand why, but I did. You kind of like you you knew your family. Would still love you even if after even if you attacked them so you did that's how most families are that's a, uh, that's a possibility too well i mean there's always family problems and family matters i have a list of those yeah and there were some things going on at the time but i don't i don't think those were directly affecting me because like i said i was taking things in sort of like lukewarm like they weren't like affecting me a hundred percent this is why whenever uh personal issues come up they don't directly affect me i address them sort of cynically i I look at i look at the problem and look for a solution i don't really look at the empathetical side of it and i don't really let it emotionally affect me it's not that i'm bottling up and throwing it aside it's just it's it's like coming towards me and like brushing across me like air like wind it's not going through me i'm just not taking it in from that perspective like i don't know perhaps i am bottling it up but nothing's come yet so you need to find it but i i I have taken time to like sit with myself and like try to like break these things down and that's another thing too i'm not i'm not trying to make this like I, i i take these problems and force them down i do have a coping method which i'll get to later and it i have like a more simple one i have a more complicated one But before that, uh, another thing, and this is back to the problem that was driving it. I behaved without giving attention to myself. I was the one who needed the most attention from myself. I gave my friends and and interests more attention than I did to myself, being them being there for them at 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 their low points, like regardless of what they were going through, uh, doing favors at the sacrifice of my own life and duties, um, checking on them when I needed someone. So <clears throat> those things right there, like I was always there. I would always try my best to like be there for them or sacrifice time for them. But I was being, uh, I guess you could, what do, what do people call that? Being a, a doormat? Something like that? I think. You have people fall <laughs> over you and you Let just... people step on you or something? But they yeah. weren't technically stepping on me. They were like, I was providing a resource for them. You were basically being a house for them. I suppose so. But, but you're being like, a you're being a you're being a safe house for them. I, I, and it's like kind of that uh, mentality. Like I want to help everybody, but I'm not going to help myself in the process. Might to be too far from the I, mic. And I apologize for any echoes. That's another thing I want to deal with. That's why we need to put some things on the walls. But off topic. We'll put posters on the <clears> wall and absorb everything. Yeah. Uh. But uh. Back. Back to this. I'd always try to be there for people at their low points, like whatever they were dealing with in life, they would come to me and like, I would, and I, I would honestly just sit there and listen. I would listen. I wouldn't provide, I wouldn't tell you what to do. I just give you advice. I tell you my perspective on it and people would appreciate that. And they would like take it and they, they would just like, uh, uh, tell them, tell me like, thank you, uh, or whatever. And that was nice. I, I like the feeling of helping people, but was it helping yourself? When, I didn't, I didn't know I needed help. 
I think that was the thing because I don't recall myself saying like I need to find somebody to help me. I think I was concealing that with the fact that I was helping others. This might have been passive or this might have been intentional. I, I I don't think it was so much intentional, but the fact that I see it now, it must have been passive. <clears throat> uh, to move on, I gave others what I needed to be giving myself. I seeked that from others. So when I needed someone there for me, I would replace that for with being there for them. Can you guys um, find any moments that you relate to this specifically? And would you be willing to share? Like, I actually realized I've, when I was going, uh, when I got to my problem, I had a habit of <clears throat> realizing I didn't care about myself and I would purposely find, I would purposely, I had so many friends. Like I knew I have a friend. I had, a, I have a friend who I won't mention, I don't, won't mention her name. And they pretty much are going through very rough. They're going through a relationship, a rough relationship. And I just was there for them, even though I knew nothing. So I just was there for them. Like I just, but my problem was I wasn't actually. It's just there. Like um, I more specifically, like uh, if you're willing to share again, what were they going through? They're going to a tough relationship. They're they're what? significant other. I'll, I'll just say significant other because I'm trying to get to focus on what what yeah. was being abusive to them. Like physically or mentally or both? A little bit of both. Like using words and stuff like that to hurt them. Did they live together? No. Okay. There, so. It was something. It was in Buzz. Like there, that was going on. I'm like, I wouldn't really help. I was just, oh, I'll be here for you if you ever need help and never gave an actual solution hmm. but i believe that i was helping them and made me felt it made me it made me feel i don't know you I, feel sort of like well, I, feel, I feel empty inside because i wasn't helping them actually i was just listening to them that's that's another thing too that i could uh relate to when i it didn't feel like i was helping them because like physically there's some things you just can't do people have to make the decision their self and you can't like dispose all of your emotional energy for it i've learned that the hard way multiple times because i kept repeating the mistake till i actually started seeing it like pile on itself and how it was affecting me so that was one of my big like no-nos that i try to work on now if someone else has a problem i'm going to give it to you simple straight like say like it's and at the end of the day it's up to you i, I can't keep disposing myself for this and like there's a there's currently a YouTuber going through a disorder right now. Uh, how do you guys feel about disclosing him? Um, I mean, he's already a public figure, but it is a, I would say no for right now because how do you feel about it, Brandon? Well, you mean like saying who he is? What his or name is his problem. What his name is? Mm, I mean, like yeah, just say his like YouTuber name. Well, it's it, it, it's not slander. It's, no, it's, it's, everybody it's knows him. It's, yeah. it's real. Everybody should know him by now. Like it, it's not like even us doing this. Okay. We probably, probably know who we're talking about. I mean, like just just say let's it. just say a YouTuber. Uh, he is a streamer, YouTuber, and he's going through uh, he's going through a, a time where he, he's going through. It's a mix of God complex and depression 
sort of. He's pretty much. I would say this from what I view it as. He's got. He's gotten to the point where he thinks he's better than everybody. Well, it's not that better. He, he, he just. He just said no. something else. Uh, he feels. No, he says he. Close he, to Mike. He believes he's a god and all that. Brandon. He believes he's a god. From what I I'm seeing. Um. And I lost my train of thought. Good job. Well, it's kind of hard to like explain his situation it's, because I have a I had a similar situation, but I didn't have the God complex. I only had the depression. I the God complex. I could have had a God complex. I have to ask people I talked to back then that have a God complex, but well, my my main point is he having going, having a problem and refusing to address it or acknowledge ignoring it. it. That's that's his main issue, and this particular friend or uh his ex-girlfriend has been like sticking up for him uh helping him out uh being there for him and like updating like it was all her choice to do that stuff but i think she she and she even said like she's prepared for him to like cut him cut her off after like disclosing what happened and like saying like what's going on which he did and he came back to the internet after being in uh a psych ward yeah uh not house. He, he, he was basically he was released and he he hopped straight back on the internet saying he's fine it was all a ruse and like and then we, he's we, starting everything up again yeah we we know he's bullshitting yeah we we know that you're not okay and he's down he's trying to like downplay his action saying that it was just a joke i'm sorry i'll never do it again People know that you're not taking time to work on work on yourself and see what's wrong or like get some help and like big words, get some help. Like you can't just always like fix yourself. I, I don't, just got to take time to like focus on what what's wrong. I don't know. What, like what, what do you what do you think of it? I I honest I honestly don't know. It it all confuses me. It just looks like a mess, and this is why I'm not part of it. Yeah. Another it's, thing too about like self image and all that. Uh, my body image and my face. I used to hate pictures of myself, and I'm sure we can all relate to this. I still hate point. pictures of myself. Yeah. And nowadays, I love taking pictures of myself because. Yeah. Uh, I, it all started with me like enjoying my company. Remember last night I told you I, <clears throat> on rare chance like, refer to myself as we. I don't I, remember I said, I said that. that. I said that last night in the car. What are you doing the, last I have, night? I have, the, I have the tendency to refer to myself as we. What, what the fuck did you do last night about me? We we're watching Endgame. Yeah, the Avengers movie. What were you working? I was. I had the day off. What? You could have went with us. I had the day off. I. Why didn't you contact him, Brandon? I didn't know he was interested. But besides the point, (laughs) I probably want to. Yeah, I'm just saying. The the reason. The reason I. uh, You didn't even ask. Well, we're gonna see Detective Pikachu, so suck it up. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah, I bet you guys can't wait for that review. Uh, (laughs) Please drink your water. So the reason I refer to myself as we is because I I don't I, I see my I see two people inside. Oh, I see two people inside of me, one being 
me who you guys talk to and the other being me on the inside who I can talk to. And I like to give both attention. This me and that me. And you could view it as like your self-conscious, your subconscious, I guess. Oh, boy. And you. I have something worse than that. Well, it, it's it's not it's not bad in my perspective. Cause it's I, actually I've, good I've, for you. I've made you pe- are acknowledging it. You're yeah, you're acknowledging that you are a person, and there's a deeper level of yourself. It, it it's it's like spirituality, in that sense. You're you're getting in touch with the deeper parts of like uh, what makes you up, I suppose. Anyways, I like to talk to myself when I get the time, just to like say like, hey, how's it been? Uh, have you been reaching for your goals? Uh, has, is school all right? Uh, how's mom and all that stuff? Like, I like to do that stuff because it gives me time to be honest with myself and just say, what's up? What's going on? Most people have like a therapist, uh, a 100% close friend who they just bombard all this stuff to. And those are really, really good um, things to have in the world. For me, I've always been able to tell myself or talk to myself and essentially become my own therapist. And this goes into uh, my coping and recovering sort of thing. But I have a couple methods for it. The first one is uh, why things don't affect me as they do others, like on an emotional level. The way I treat problems is I take them at face value and I break them down like into pieces. I start with um, the bigger picture. I look beyond myself and I look at the future. I don't look at now. I look at how this is going to affect the future. And I just say like, okay, this is the problem. It looks like we're getting out of focus. Oof. Anyways, uh, yeah, I can't do that. Well, it's all right. As long as you're looking at the camera, it's looking at your faces. Anyways, uh, I, I talk, I talk to myself, and I go. So this is a problem. We need to find a solution. And that solution is going to be like, what, like, I don't know, like what, whatever, whatever we come up with. Like, say, like, all right, get, let me do an example. You and Charles are having a serious argument and you hate each other to death because you can't figure out who wants to go to what restaurant. This is how I would approach it. Is the other person willing to uh, come to a middle ground? If not, move to the next step. Just go with what they want and agree that next time you'll do it what you want. If there's a problem that is literally unsolvable because the other party is has reached a point of like unreason, like I'll just drop you like that. Done. And this is what separates me now from the previous. When I was like, I, if someone else had a problem, I was put as much time and energy into it as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Now, if there if you're if there's nothing I can do and you're not willing to listen, you're done. That's it. And it's it's super harsh. It's really harsh, too. I don't think that it's a particularly nice way to uh, do it. And that's why I call it being cynical. But that's kind of how I've been viewing problems. 
plus I always take the I, I take the time to like reflect because I want to see what I what I can do better at some points like like every human I make mistakes I've made a lot of mistakes and those mistakes make me who I am and I would like the uh I would like to take those mistakes and just see what I can do better because once it's done you can only you can only um get better from there so I'm just trying to let my mistakes not say who I am, mm -hmm. but say what I've learned and what I can become. If that's a good way to put it. Uh, so for the coping part, there was some things that I would look into um, at my lowest point uh, when I was dealing with like really bad anxiety as a result of this. I went online and started looking at uh, articles regarding like self-help or self-love and all that stuff and like low self-esteem. And what I found was like, like going into the mirror every day and like looking at yourself and acknowledging that this is you, you exist, you control how you look, you control how you talk. You have control over all these things. They're not put in tune and the, the, you're not given these features for other people to judge you, your worth based on that. If you focus on how satisfied you are with how you look, how you sound, how you talk, how you think, if you're happy with that, you're not going to care what other people think. And I think another thing, too, at that low point. That was the absolute worst time to be thinking about a relationship with anybody because those as a result made me self-conscious. They made me worry about how I look, how I think, how I talk and all that stuff. And I would I would end up like just not being happy with uh, what I think of myself. And I'd always be worried about what others think of me as a result. Like I just couldn't do it anymore. And then things got like worse from there but back to like uh how i was coping with this i started uh appreciating how i look like i don't know you brandon like are you happy with yourself somewhat okay <laughs> uh guy i'm in i'm indifferent i guess you could say well the answer is no <laughs> the answer is no well, you guys seem to be doing far better off. How about you, guy in the closet? <laughs> guy in the closet? Yeah. Uh, I feel great. I'm losing weight. I feel fine. <laughs> if you can hear him, congratulations. Yeah, he, he's doing Help pretty me. good. I don't know. I, I think if you don't journey into the abyss, abyss you're, still, you're still on the safe side of the water. How about that? Look at me. <laughs> Just just turn your face and there's crippling depression. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a question. When did you start um talk to the mic, please? Talk to Ding Mike Brandon. <laughs> yeah. But um when did you start helping yourself? I guess you could say. Precise date? Not like a precise date, but like year or month. Uh This started fall of last year is when I started addressing myself. 
because I was so focused on the problems around me. It wasn't until last year, at the end of last year, I started prioritizing myself and putting things on the side, just uh, treat myself. And the the way I did those things, uh, like I went a long time with like talking without talking to like too many people, because I was trying to focus on me. I believe I wrote on the last next page. There's something about. Oh, yeah, this was a helpful method. I wrote down my problems and um, it gave me an outlet to uh, like write out everything I was feeling. Because later, when I was in a better mindset, I could come back and look at these things and see how I've changed from then. And I could easily argue, uh, argue these points, like say, like, this is what I was mad about. This is what I was feeling. And then I come back when I'm in a better mindset and I can see like why this doesn't make sense or why it makes sense and like how I can be better than that because I'm looking at this at a point at a better point in time. So it's nice to write out your problems and how you feel at one point. Uh, oh, this is the biggest one. I make time for myself. It's the best one. Instead of making time for others, I would take myself on a date. I would, uh, I know it sounds weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would, I honestly got back into video games for a short period of time. Short period of time until college happens. Yeah. Well, no, college was during this time. But you still don't play much. Yeah. I just did the little things that made me happy. I listened to music. I read. Um, I drew. I made graphics and all that stuff. I coded up some things that I thought would be really funny or cool. Uh, <clears throat> I played some small games that that were like that are honestly like gems now, like Iconoclast that I highly recommend you play. Yes, you keep on bothering me about that so much. It's a good game. Like play it. It's good. It it, it brings up a concept that is so good. Well, I need to it, buy it. And you know how many games you have. I think that'll be nothing. For, oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The people on here don't know what happened. Would you like to share that? Well, we're dealing with your problem. It, so. It's a. It's. it's Okay, we can put it in your problem because uh, I think we're going to try and record all three of our problems today. So depends. Uh, I think we may get to Brandon's, but we won't have enough time for mine. We'll make time. So I want to go to the moving, store. Moving on with mine. Doing, doing these changes allowed me to meet new people. And this is the best part about improving your self-image and becoming happy with yourself. What it did for me was it allowed me to accept who I am. I learned who I was. You know, those like when people say describe who you are, you don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. yep. I took time to explore myself and figure out who I was. And through the, that, through all that time alone, I got to know me. I got to know what I want from the world. I got to know what I want from my short, from my short life as a human being. And it made me happier, like expressing. Charles, did you die? What? <laughs> I'm looking at the the viewfinder on the computer, and it looks like you just died. But it's <laughs> hard. Uh, being a being comfortable with myself, like and not caring what others think, made me more comfortable expressing myself, and expressing myself for who I am and what I think caused me to meet new people, 
who think like me and like had an input to like share. Like I would say one thing and they're putting back in like that makes me go, wow, like we have so much in common or like, wow, you, you have a lot of interesting ideas. And then like this helped me meet different people. And those people are awesome. And it shows me like the connections you make shows you that you've come a long way from that point. I think I think it all starts with you and the friends and relationships come second, come after come, no, actually, no. It all wow. starts with you and the friends and relationships follow. You can't you can't put one before the other. It all has to start with you and it ends with you. You're born and then you die. The world ends with you. Everything else is your connections in between. Like that, that's how I see it. I think I just think that 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 I'm going to butcher this if I keep going. I'm just keeping at that. Is the camera still recording? Cool, cool. So yeah, uh, and that's when I found true peace in myself. I was happy. And I still have my days. But that's why I'm living. Because I'm still learning. I live to learn and I, I want to keep figuring out how I can continue to better myself and become more connected with myself. So I can find what I want in the world and leave my mark like my place in the world. What's up? Now just look Charles gave me. Oh. Yeah, this conversation is kind of anti-Charles. <laughs> All right. So as far as how others can cope and recover, and I say cope and recover because you can't just solve your problems with the snap of two fingers or after reading an article or a self-help book. It's a process. It's like it's like boiling water. It's it's gonna take time. So set on fire. There's faster ways to do it, but it could lead into a much more disastrous result. Uh, coping takes realizations that some things th- some things are wrong, and what you do isn't right. So if something doesn't feel right, or you you know that you're feeling like not yourself something's wrong and you need to find out what it is and why it's happening. Because once you acknowledge that something is, you've begun the steps to address it properly. And don't be afraid to get help if you don't think you can do this yourself. Because not everyone can do this alone. I certainly couldn't. I needed some people along the way And I'm grateful to have those people who are there for me at those points. And I'm grateful for everyone that I know now who I could express some of these things to. But for the most part, it started with me explaining these feelings to myself so I could listen to myself and understand how I was feeling. That's when I started to realize that this is a problem and we need to work on this. Hence, I refer to myself as we at some points. Uh, when you feel that you, when you feel yourself giving more than you are to yourself, that's when I think that you should, that, that's, that's the point that I think you should start like acknowledging that you're not giving enough time to yourself and you should start doing so. Cause at some point you're just going to hit a point where like no one's there for you, or at least you're going to feel like no one's there for you. Uh, 
just some questions to ask yourself. Step back and ask yourself, am I giving myself what I need? Is this what I want? Uh, is it making me happy? What is it that I need to feel fulfilled? Those are the questions that like I would ask myself. Give give those things to yourself and take time to appreciate what you've done. Like all the things that you've done so far, appreciate those things. Because whether they be bad or good, because if they're bad, you just gave yourself an opportunity to learn. If they're good, you have something to look back on when you want to look when you want to know, like, what have I accomplished or what have I done for the world? Like those good things. That's, that's why that's why that's what makes looking back so fun. You get to see the problems and you get to see the good and bad. Like you set the stove on fire. Cool. You got to learn from that experience. Yeah, you're or dead now. You made your first real dish. It tasted tasted pretty good. It wasn't the best thing in the world, but it was a start. And like you see so much potential for this now. And it might even be your passion. That's what I mean by look at the good and the bad. Uh do what you love and the right people will follow. That's a very that's a real quote. Do what you love and the people will follow. Express yourself and the people will follow. It's only when you openly express yourself you'll find those people that you didn't know you needed. If you always hold things to yourself and I still have this problem and I'm working on it myself. If you if you the moment you break that reservation barrier that you keep to yourself you're never going to meet those people who who uh, share your ideas or understand where you're coming from or would make probably the best friends in the world because they never got to know who you are. You can't make a friend if you don't talk. So those are some things that I've learned. And that mainly concludes that uh, concludes my problem of self-image and low self-esteem. So you guys got any questions for me as far as I'm concerned? Like, I don't know, like, like more insight on how I was dealing with these things, some specifics. I already asked my problem. I made, my, I made my comments throughout the thing, so I'm good. How about you, Nathaniel? I feel like I'm grounded. Well, you're in the closet. Ain't coming out. That. <sighs> well, that turned out to be a, a good session. Yay. You should okay, you gotta warn us when like you're setting hitting record again. Cause I don't know where that stopped and we could have compensated for it. Could have existed easier. It's okay. Uh so <laughs> this concludes my problem. Um I hope you guys took something from this. Um, whether you be listening or watching this on YouTube, hopefully I uploaded. This has been Kickback Hypercast. Let's solve a problem. Part and, one. Yeah, part one. And the next part will be covering uh, Brandon's problem of toxic environments. I can't wait to hear about this because sure. I want you to get as deep as possible. Say names, say company names, get it out there. Bash them. Because Bash them hard. this is what freedom of speech is. Well, you know what? If they want to sue, they're not going to sue me hard, daddy. Okay, don't, avoid employee names. How about that? I, I'm not going to talk about employee names. Because if, if you don't give out uh, personal information, they can't sue. 
but this isn't something for us. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening. This has been the Hypercast. This is your host, Xavier. This is your co-host, Brandon. This is co-host, Charles. And Nathaniel's in the closet. <laughs> Not coming out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, uh, you can find us on Instagram at, well, you can find my Instagram at Evans00, uh, Xavier, E-V-A-N-S, 00, you can also find me on uh, Twitter at xaviere789 underscore zero zero on Twitter. That's where you can find me. Brandon? On Instagram, you can find me on the Dank 77 That's T-H-E-D-N-K-7-7 on Instagram. On Twitter, it's Vextro55. So it's at V-X-T-R-O-5-5. Charles, uh, was it my Instagram Charles Brock sixty nine or something or something around yeah, there? Charles Brock sixty nine. Sixty eight was taken. Wait, it's sixty nine. Sixty nine because sixty eight yeah. was taken. Yeah. Uh, w- the Kickback Hypercast has an official Facebook page. You can find that at Kickback Boys. It's not too hard to find. You can s- see updates on what we're working on behind the scenes and all that stuff. But I'll pretty much be uploading the exact same stuff to my Instagram. It's just there if you want to ask questions, uh, engage with the community, stuff like that. Anyways, this has been the Hypercast. Thank you for listening. It's your host and your co-host signing up. We'll see you in the next part.